more than a pleasure to have back, not the individual, but the organization, Patriotic Millionaires. One of those Patriotic Millionaires is Arthur Lipsum. He likes to be called Art. He's been managing private investment partnerships since 1995, and he's been the sole managing member of Western Investment that has acted as the general partner, managing member, or investment manager, as the case may be, of private investment partnerships in certain funds since 1997. More than a pleasure to have Patriotic Millionaire Arthur Lipson Art joining us. Art, good afternoon. May I call you Art, sir? Indeed you may. Thanks a lot. Okay, Art, thank you uh, for, uh, for for joining us. Wow, you sound so much younger than I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I you know, just mentally had this older guy there. Yeah. Um, uh, but, it's, it's immaturity, but go ahead. Oh, it's, it's, uh, that's okay. That's just your gender. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to help myself. I'm going to help myself. Um, all right. Now, thank you for joining us. Um, you guys, as patriotic millionaires, have uh, a message to Congress. And this is a message that definitely would make a difference, not only uh, to the American economy, but it would uh, help uh, alleviate some of the burden on the middle and, and lower income families in America, the working class. And that is to close the billionaires' uh, loophole for people out there like a Donald Trump that say, hey, we're not all – by Wall Street, wouldn't closing this very loophole prove that? Uh, yes, it, it certainly would. Explain for folks that may not understand specifically what that loophole is for billionaires and, and how not closing it does show, in a sense, that you know Wall Street owns these individuals. Yeah. Well, uh, most people get paid for uh, their labor. They like in my case, I provide advice. It's not different from uh, an attorney or a doctor, uh, except uh, I give people investment advice, and uh, they give me their money to manage. And uh, when I give them their advice, this advice and they buy a stock, if the stock goes up, uh, we're able to uh, pay capital gains rates on the profit that we make. And I get a percentage, Wall Street fund managers get a percentage of those profits. And the break that we get is that the portion of those profits, which are classified as capital gains, uh, flow through in that nature to my tax return, and I pay a lower tax rate, approximately half the tax rate, that someone would pay uh, for just getting the advice. And uh, this this tax rate can uh, be applied to people who are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year or even in some cases billions of dollars a year. You guys on June 23rd, Patriotic Millionaires, are going to be holding a lobby day in support of the Carried Interest Fairness Act. Can you tell us what that legislation is aimed at? Is that aimed specifically at closing uh, this loophole you speak of? Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. The uh, business of uh, managing money and running investment partnerships has become a very big business. And so the tax benefits associated with that have become extremely large. Uh it's pretty amazing, but the top 50 investment managers in the country, hedge fund managers, had an average income of $500 million apiece this year. And uh, they're, they're able to pay a lower tax rate because of the carried interest loophole, which reduces their tax rate from 40% to 20%. So these people, instead of, say, earning $500 million, and taking home 
400 million might just have to take home only 300 million dollars a year apiece. Uh, the numbers are just obscene and uh, really significant in terms of uh, balancing uh, the federal deficit. People are going to be going to the polls not only to vote for a new president, as President Obama is finishing his second term, but there are also seats up in both the House and the Senate where there's currently a Republican uh, majority. And I say that because I think it's important for people to know who stands alongside patriotic millionaires and specifically standing alongside the patriotic millionaires. When you guys hold your press conference, will be Senator Tammy Baldwin, who's a Democrat from Wisconsin, and Representative Sandy Levin, a Democrat uh, from the great state of Michigan. Um, would you say, Art, that Democrats or the Democratic uh, platform and the Democratic candidates um, agree with the patriotic millionaires about closing this loophole? And I ask that because sometimes I think people get confused about rhetoric. They'll hear Republicans and Democrats both talk about closing loopholes or reforming our tax system, but maybe not closing that specific loophole or maybe not in agreement with how they should reform such a system. Well, the, the, there's, there's a lot of reluctance. To, to changing the tax system because any changes generally mean that some people would be hurt, and those people are typically contributing to Republican congressmen and senators. Uh, and w- one of the uh, stalling tactics that they have, and particularly I'd like to say that I happen to be from Utah, and my senior senator is Senator Orrin Hatch, who's head of the Senate Finance Committee, that's the committee that sets tax code in, in the country. Uh, they'll say that they want to wait to have an overall tax uh, overhaul, not solving uh, one little problem at a time. And this jargon of saying, let's wait for a, a large overhaul, means let's wait forever, because you know it, it, it's not likely to happen in the foreseeable future. So the jargon that they're using is let's wait until uh, there's a uh, uh, general overhaul. We'll fix this at that point in time. means we'll never fix this. I know that you guys are going to be uh, lobbying uh, with various congressional members. Um, first of all, so people have a little glimpse behind the curtain at Oz, known as our nation's capital. Uh you know, do you find that you yourself are and others in the Patriotic Millionaire Organization, um, do you find that you actually can, you know, flip some people, you know, if if they're, you know, maybe not a, a Democrat or maybe if they're not a Democrat who fully supports this? Well, the, the country, unfortunately, is very polarized. Both both, both parties uh, have uh, pretty much dug in, dug in their heels. Uh, what we're hoping, of course, is that the Senate will flip in the fall and that we'll have a, a Democratic Senate. But even with Democratic senators, it's important to educate them about particular issues. And I think we've had a lot of success in, in, in talking to senators and gaining uh, credibility because we're, we're not asking these senators to do something to uh, uh, increase our own financial net worth. We're asking them to do something which we think is really the right thing to do for the country. We're going to t- so there's been a pretty good response from Democratic senators in uh, coming into line and agreeing to uh, to change and eliminate the carried interest loophole. We're going to take a quick break. Back with patriotic millionaire Arthur Art Lipson. And we are talking about closing the billionaire's loophole and proving 
that Wall Street doesn't own these individuals. We'll be back. back with patriotic millionaire Arthur Lipson. Art has been managing private investment partnerships since 1995, and we're talking about what the patriotic millionaires are saying to Congress, which is close the billionaire's loophole and prove you're not owned by Wall Street. On June 23rd, the patriotic millionaires will be holding a lobby day in support of the Carried Interest Fairness Act. That legislation is aimed at closing one of the most egregious examples of money's corruptive influence on politics in our tax code. They're going to be joined at a press conference in the morning by Senator Tammy Baldwin and Representative Sandy Levin, uh, the first, a Democrat from Wisconsin, and the latter, a Democrat from uh, Michigan. Uh, also, they're going to be meeting with various congressional members throughout the day. And um, you uh, guys are also going to be are, uh, attending a high-profile meeting at the Eisenhower Executive Office building with senior administration officials. That event is closed uh, to the uh, press. Um, wh- is that, in a sense, to report your findings after lobbying efforts with the various congressional members earlier? Yeah, we want to we want to communicate uh, to the White House uh, that there's a lot of ground uh, ground level support to do away with this. Uh, it's possible that the White House could, by executive action, uh, change the tax code, but they've been reluctant to do that. Also, when you know I was younger, Art, people would say to me, "the the richer you get, the more Republican you will become." Now, I'm not rich. I couldn't be a P in the patriot. I couldn't be an M in a patriotic millionaire scenario. Um, but, uh, you know, I certainly make more money now than when I was 18. And that's just not been true for me. I am a Democrat. And, and the reason that I point this out is, uh, you know, whether somebody, you know, is in fact a Democrat or Republican, it would seem patriotic millionaires do align themselves or Democrats do align themselves with this and other things that patriotic millionaires have supported and put forth um, over the past few years. And I look at just some of the people alongside side you who are going to be in, t- in attendance for this. Um, Morris Pearl is the chairman, former managing director of BlackRock. Uh, Chuck Collins, founder of Wealth for the Common Good, heir to the Oscar Mayer fortune. Uh, not only you, uh, John Driscoll, CEO of CareCentrics, Phil Edmondson, co-founder and uh, former co-founder and CEO of William Gallagher Associates. They're one of the largest commercial insurance brokerage businesses in the nation. There are several other people um, of great, uh, not just uh, minds and innovation, but wealth. Um, do, do you think that's a thing of the past, in a sense, that people who have tons of money you know, tend to tip to the right, lean more Republican? Um, no. I, I, there have always been... Um progressive, uh, wealthy people who are progressive. Uh, there, there's no change there. What there hasn't been has been any organization for them to get together and uh, to um, amplify their voice by having other people speak up and also um, getting uh, recognition uh, in the press and other areas for what they have to say. We've been, we've been hiding out there all the time, uh, just more visible now. I, I think that's awesome. I really do. I, I believe in to whom much is given, much is expected, and you and others in the patriotic millionaires do exactly. that, sir. And I, I admire you and respect you for that. Um, let's talk about um, how the carried interest loophole makes super rich people even richer. And let's also speak to what that does to our nation, because I think historically we look at the have and have nots. There's a king and queen that lost their heads over this. Um, And then there is no middle. And that's very dangerous for the United States and the economy of the United States. And these carried interest loopholes uh, do make the super rich richer and do push us into a have have not society. Don't doesn't it? Yeah, they 
they they do they do. Uh, like I said, the top fifty uh, hedge fund managers alone average five hundred million dollars a year apiece in in income. So if they can save twenty uh, percent uh, on that taxes, that's each another hundred million dollars a year. Amazing amount, hundred million dollars a year apiece for them. Uh, but it's it's not just uh, it's not just Wall Street. It's also, for example, corporate executives, uh, um, CEOs, uh, being paid a much higher percentage, uh, much higher multiple of the average income than they used to be. So it, it's been a trend that's taken place in the country really since the 1980s, where uh, income equality has grown enormously, and you know it's just it's very sad and uh, very unfair, particularly when people who have uh, so much. Uh, want more at the expense of uh, um, the average medium income person. Leo Hendry, who's been on the show before, who's a member of the Patriotic Millionaires, um, talks about the night before he was going to testify before Congress, and Stephen Schwartzman, who's co-founder of the Blackstone Group, the other co-founder is your uh, CEO, I think, and founder of uh, Patriotic Millionaires. Uh, and by the way, for people who don't know Blackstone Group, I'll save you the Google. Uh, they're the largest private equity firm management firm in uh, the United States. And uh, Mr. Hendry says that he was called um, a traitor and jokingly said to Mr. Schwartzman, um, you know, he goes, Mr. Schwartzman says, quote, if you change my income tax rate, I just won't do this work anymore. And Andrew said, then you'll only be worth $4 billion instead of $6 billion. I think that's okay. And by the way, Forbes magazine says Mr. Schwartzman uh, has the net worth of $10 billion sadly down $3 billion from uh, 2015. Um, but most people are so out of touch. Um, I, I think that's how the American people view people who have M's and B's next to their name, uh, millionaires and billionaires, um, just because this is this is money that most people would never be able to uh, achieve, you know, if you added up every year of their income, heck, joint income uh, of spouses in a lifetime. Um, and, and again, uh, that to whom much is given, much is expected. Being that you do have wealth, if, if you don't mind me asking you this, when somebody has like a four, six billion instead of four, do they feel that two billion? The same way somebody who is lower income has a hundred dollars and fifty is taken away. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I really can't answer that because I, I don't think that way my, my, myself. Uh, but I will just point out that uh, when I started on, on Wall Street in the, the 1960s and 70s, the tax rate was a 70 percent, the, the top federal tax rate. And it didn't stop people from working. And one of the people, I worked at Lehman Brothers uh, in the 1970s, and one of the people who was there was the famous Mr. Steve Schwartzman. And he did not quit working in 1975 because he had to pay a 70% tax rate. Um, you know, he continued. And I, I think it's nonsense that these people would say, well, I'm going to stop working. I'm going to stop helping uh, our, our society, helping our, our financial markets. By, by quitting working, uh, these, these people are going to work because they they're you know driven to succeed. They want to do the best job they can, uh, and yeah, they'll, they'll they'll talk about the tax rate that uh, they think it's unfair, but it's it's hollow talk in my opinion uh, coming from them. I also want to ask about, you know, when we look at um, a progressive tax system, which the United States has adopted, do you think our current tax system, um, e even though people do look at it as a progressive system, is easier to abuse and then even easier to be abused by people who have the means to hire individuals that know how to 
you know, get around it and, and abuse the system further? Oh, well, uh, any, 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 any system is always going to have, uh, you know, loopholes where uh, clever people can look at the, the, the law after the fact and uh, find, find in, in inefficiencies in it. Uh, and all you can do is just try and, you know, change and, and minimize those inefficiencies. America still is a great place. I mean, we, we all should be thankful that, that we live here. And uh, I'm enormously appreciative of it every day, and I don't go around complaining about uh, how mistreated I am by the system. This tax break, and correct me if I'm wrong, Art, benefits only about 2,000 people in this country, uh, mostly men, concentrated in a handful of states. Is that correct? That accurate? It, it, it sounds about right. And um, Mr. Hendry had estimated that the lower tax rate saves the combined lot of those individuals $10 billion to $12 billion over tw- 10 years. And so people understand uh, not just money and, you know, charts and, you know, graphs and stats – if you put it this way, which Mr. Hendry did, with that kind of money, you could fix all the municipal water problems in the entire nation. And and I think that puts it in perspective, what that money right, could do. Right, Or um, I'm sure you could provide a, you know, preschool education for every child in America, you know, with, with that kind of money as well. And also you when could, you just you could, lo- do a, you could do a lot with it, yes. Yeah, because when you look at you know future forecasting like the uh, CBO Congressional Budget Office, they estimate that taxing the carried interest to ordinary rates, it would net eighteen billion over um, a decade. Um, it, it is what 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 do you think? Because I, I you know I've met wealthy people and uh, you know they're not like you know evil sitting there counting their money as some people would think. Um, they do a lot with their money. Individuals such as yourself or you know a Bill Gates. I mean the, the list goes on. Um, regardless of their political ideology, um, what what stops individuals from doing this? Because if you have a stronger economy, you have consumer confidence increases consumerism increases and that can only help some of these rich even get richer without this loophole yeah i i you know i i can't i can't really explain it we live we live in a very polarized society today as you know and uh people on both sides of the political aisle i think have uh, uh you know just a, a time adopted an agenda that uh, uh they're they're treated unfairly, and uh, they they want more for their um, half of the country that they represent. And so people understand the loophole. Does it just benefit the individual? And you know, somebody had asked me this. Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, when we were talking about this. And I think it was after we had another individual from Patriotic Millionaires on. It was a day or two later, and I got an email asking something to the effect of closing the loophole. It would benefit the American economy, and you know that you know money going forward, and look at the savings, and the list goes on. But does it just directly impact that individual, or are there others that are impacted? Uh, in other words, you know, fund managers, for example, or, you know, attorneys and people like that. And, you know, actually I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, it, you know, is there more than one individual impacted, uh, you know, per tax return in a sense? Yeah, well, uh, an individual fund might have a number of employees who who might uh, – some 
some portion of them might benefit. So it's it's more than one one person per fund. Uh, but I don't I don't think it goes as far as as the as the attorneys know. Some people um, question, and I, and again, you have to say it's admirable to be a millionaire or to be so successful that you made so much money in this country. Certainly puts you in an elite set, whether it's a top two percent, one percent, heck, even you know five percent, um, and. You know, what I love about Patriotic Millionaires, seriously, as an organization, is that you guys, with fighting for this, so that people are clear and understand, and and you are, are specifically an individual within this organization, arguing to alter the tax code in a sense to your own detriment to a degree financially, correct? Right. But, uh, you know, America has given each of us a tremendous opportunity, and... uh, you know, going back to, say, the Second World War, when people understood, Americans understood that they needed to sacrifice to save, to save the country, and uh, soldiers went off to fight that war, and then people saved and had to pay taxes to build infrastructure, and uh, we, 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 we've had other, other wars where pe- people have sacrificed. And so we have a long history of uh, uh, contribution by citizens to make America what it is. And I, I don't understand that some people have an attitude, well, that I did it, it's just me. They, they couldn't have done it without what happened, you know, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, or even back to, the, you know, the Second World War 70 years ago. Uh, I'm much more cognizant of, uh, of the sacrifices and the work that other Americans have put in to make the country... Uh, what it is where, where there's opportunity that people can have, and you know, it's largely for that reason that I, I don't I, I want I want to share the benefits and be fair with the benefits with other people and not just say I did it. Warren Buffett, who many people know the name of, um, said, and I quote: "My friends and I have been coddled long enough by a billionaire-friendly Congress. Do we have a billionaire-friendly Congress, in your opinion?" <laughs> Uh, we, Warren is uh, is absolutely right there. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately that corruption has really uh, seeped into our political system. Corruption where people are making contributions to uh, office holders and then getting something that's a you know special value to them. Uh, I, I think these congressmen who are accepting these payments should be called out uh, more vociferously. Uh, for the corruption that uh, is taking place. Senator Tammy Baldwin, who will be uh, at that press conference, Democrat from Wisconsin, Representative Sandra Levin, who will be rep- uh, at that uh, press conference, Democrat from Michigan, they both introduced identical bills in their respective bodies called the uh, Carried Interest Fairness Act of 2015 last summer. And uh, in The New Yorker, Alec McGillis uh, actually wrote about this legislation that Levin first proposed and then the counterpart in the Senate by then-Senator Max uh, Baucus and Senator Charles Grassley, who's a Republican, by the way, from Iowa. And and he talks about this as a saga. I mean, these bills have either been held up in committee, they've stalled in the Republican-dominated Senate, uh, they've run into a great amount of resistance from even Senate Democrats, including New York Senator Charles Schumer. Um, are you surprised by some of the pushback um, from Democrats, especially somebody uh, like a Charles Schumer? Um, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Unfortunately, uh, uh, many talks and... Uh, 
it's part of our political process, a flaw in our political process, that uh, individuals can make contributions to uh, influence uh, elected officials to uh, uh, create special benefits uh, through the tax code or uh, through government contracts, whatever. One last thing. Do you have more hope for this year's efforts by uh, Levin and Baldwin in 2016? I mean, Bernie Sanders has uh, talked about this uh, a lot. Senator Elizabeth Warren has included the billionaire tax break in her overall message about Wall Street uh, reform. Uh, So are you more hopeful that this year there won't be the saga, if you will, with this legislation of last year, 2015? Well, we we, we still have a Republican-dominated House and Senate, so I'm not optimistic about this year. But I'm really counting on uh, the elections uh, at, at the end of this year to create a new environment uh, and, and a new balance with a Democratic majority in the Senate for 2017. And with the publicity that we've gotten, hopefully there'll, there'll be changes in 2017. Uh, Mr. Lipson, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to thank you for the idea of It Takes a Village and that we have to share in these sacrifices, especially those uh, who are blessed, such as yourself. And I, I commend you again and admire you for that. Patriotic millionaire Arthur Art Lipson. He's been managing private investment partnership uh, since 1995. On Twitter, follow the Patriotic Millionaire at Patriotic Mills. The website for the Patriotic Millionaires is patrioticmillionaires.org.